Before we start this show, just a word from our sponsor. 20 by 20 Apparel. Founded in 2015, 20 by 20 Apparel brings original tributes to pro wrestling's classic arenas, moments, and events. They look to spotlight the bloopers, bleeps, and body slams along with the biggest, smallest, strangest, and strongest that pro wrestling has had to offer. Along with their awesome line of pro wrestling apparel, they do offer many services. In the world of wrestling, there are hundreds of shirts, promotions, flyers, social media accounts, and ads. Don't get lost in the sea of parody shirts and display fonts. They can provide professional graphic design services at a reasonable price. 20 by 20 also hand screen prints all the tees in-house. If you would like to discuss possible run of tees, posters, koozies, foam fingers, or whatever, drop them a line. Go to 20 by 20 apparel. That's the number 20 X, the number 20 apparel.com. Now let's get to the show. Fresh is the word. I'm Jim Duggan, got long wood for plenty hoes. I keep it fresher than fresh, but you already know. You suckers bum me, I'm money, I got a ton of flows. My weed loud like a motherfucking thunder roll. Your shit quiet like you ballin' on a budget though. We see your kicks and we laugh and yell about it though. You see me shining like a suit on puppy. You know my grind and shit is too strong, buddy. That's why the dude call money. I be stuntin' like it's nothing at all. Cause it's nothing to me, it's probably something to y'all. Trying to smoke like me, then come and fuck with your dog. Got a closet full of kicks, you can't cop it tomorrow. And I'm fresher than the freshest, you can tell it's in my essence. Bitch, you see the way I'm rapping? Yes, I do this shit to death. I tell I'm running out of breath. I tell somebody cut a check. But either way, you know it's fresh. But either way, you know it's fresh. Fresh. We fresh. 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 Welcome to the Fresh of the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. And on Fresh of the Word, we like to deliver wisdom through great stories from the minds of bright creatives of pop culture. Through those stories, we like to dissect the journey of our guests and present actionable lessons and advice for our listeners, no matter what career or avenue of artistry they pursue. And before we get into this episode, I want to give a shout out to Knox Money, Bang Belushi, and Foulmouth for the theme music for Fresh is the Word. And if you would like to support the podcast, you can always go to freshisthepodcast.com and just share any of the links for any of the episodes on any of your social media platforms. And also, you can subscribe to Fresh is the Word pretty much anywhere that podcasts are streamed. And that includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, pretty much everywhere. And please, rate and review, especially on Apple Podcasts. It would definitely help out the show. If you want to contact me, you can always reach me by email at djkfresh at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at kfresh is the word and on facebook at facebook.com slash kfresh and you can also follow fresh is the word on twitter at fresh is the word and that's is with iz instagram at fresh is the word podcast and facebook at facebook.com slash fresh is the podcast this is episode 167 the guests for this episode are world-renowned scratch dj producer kid koala an award-winning animator and breakdancer john john Recorded at this year's Toronto Comic Arts Festival, TCAF, in which they were presenting their Floor Kids video game. 
Floor Kids is a new breakdance battle game featuring unique freestyle gameplay, rhythm challenges, and multiplayer sessions. And during our conversation, we talked about the creation process and the evolution of this video game, along with so much more. Before we get into this interview with Kid Koala and John John, just want to remind you how you can support the podcast. I am on Patreon now at patreon.com slash fresh is the word. For as little as a dollar a month, you can support Fresh is the Word. And for the $3 a month tier, I will be digging deep into my audio archives for interviews that I've done over the past decade or so for various publications, some I never even used. Uh, we have, uh, have a few up right now with Danny Brown, C- Cool Keith, uh, 12th Planet, and uh, Jay Dilla's mom, Madukes. i um, be dropping the second part of that interview real soon. So go to patreon.com slash fresh of the word and check out all the tiers. There's some tiers where you can actually be a part of the podcast. So once again, go to patreon.com slash fresh of the word and help a brother out. All right, let's get into the interview with Kid Koala and John John as we talk floor kids. Around Toronto at the Toronto Reference Library, and I'm here with Kid Koala and John John. They are presenting their Floor Kids uh, game at the Toronto Comic Arts Festival. Introduce yourselves. Uh, what's up? My name's Eric, also known as Kid Koala. I did the music for the game Floor Kids. Hey, I'm John, otherwise known as John John, John John Animation. I uh, created the Floor Kids characters. And gave them life, gave them all their moves, and worked with this guy for a long time on this project. So it's great to have it uh, get out there in the world. So thanks for having us on. We're definitely. What was the the initial idea behind Floor Kids? How did it really get started? Basically, uh, was animating on a project, a freelance project, and uh, at the time I was heavy into the break scene in Montreal and I just couldn't take get my mind off it so I just started animating my characters just animated the first character Noogie doing some six step tested it out it was hilarious and then showed it to this guy and then it's basically yeah. went from there yeah I, I saw it immediately ah oh, you know this looks amazing we just could throw some music on there some crowd noises and some minimal sound design and we did i guess it was one video clip right which it was it was kind of like i had noogie first and then olive and it was kind of these two characters and doing solo moves it's kind of setting it up to be sort of little battle yeah and he was like well how fast can you finish this and at that time for me animation was really slow because i'm i've gotten really fast now but he was kind of like, well, if it's that slow, let's drop a single, like a solo of Noogie, the first month, second month, Olive, then in a couple months, the battle. And that's kind of what we, we did. We released little clips. Yeah. Yeah. How did it evolve from that, those animations into actually thinking of a game to, to make? Yeah, so basically the creative... The creative exchange is, is me and Eric. And then Rena steps in to kind of 
take the vision long term you know find places for the project to exist because as far as we're concerned is animation and music and then we got to find a place for that to actually almost have a purpose you know yeah so we thought you know we thought about maybe doing it as a a longer form film at first and then but i think what was most attractive about making it into a video game is to, is it allows the the user or the player to actually explore all the drawings that John has done. So he's done over ten thousand frames of animation for this game, and it's it's just in how you play that you can kind of unlock those moves and like figure out your own combos and stuff. So it's it's a little le- I like that because it has that interactive element. It's a little less like this is exactly what you're going to see in here for the next 90 minutes. It's like, no, it's up to you and how you play in your own style that's going to bring out, you know, different aspects of the game. What did you guys do, like, when you sort of got the idea that, hey, this might be uh, good for a video game, for a game in general? Like, what was that first step that you kind of did to, you know, flush out those ideas to, you know, take that, take that path? I mean, I reached out, I just cold-called. Like, I know Montreal, where we're from, is is an actual hub for a lot of the video game programming communities. And neither of us knew any coders personally, but I just sort of threw it out into the ether and just, you know, I think it was a, a post, like a social media post, or maybe I put up, you know, I, I asked around, hey, do you know any coders? And then, so word got around, it's like, hey, you know, Kid Koala's looking... <laughs> To, to just meet up with, with someone from the indie game scene because what I knew about that scene was that they were doing the very advanced, very ambitious um, work, but small crews, you know, that are just finally, you know, get to, to make games that have the aesthetic and the, and the, and the gameplay that, that maybe is unprecedented. And they're so... Um, so that's uh basically I was I kind of threw it out in, into the Montreal scene and we met a, a bu- I, I remember meeting maybe eight or nine people all from different aspects of the scene some were producers some were coders and stuff with with video games video games changed from like when we were growing up it was all huge mega company yes yes triple a titles you couldn't you couldn't do your own video game unless you were kind of on the inside of that and sort of trading off your idea for resources or something so i think around like 2009 it became more possible because there because i guess software and coding was advancing but also the platforms were allowing independent games to be released so after 2009 i think that was when it was becoming financially viable or successful for people to just make it by themselves you know and so we kind of came late to that bubble because people were already in the indie zone making games and then there was a game called journey that we were checking out that really brought our sort of like our artistic leanings towards video games kind of like i think journey is a game that a lot of people saw and noticed and we're like, okay, maybe there's place for us to bring our idea into that. So when we started Floor Kids, it was actually a mobile, it was like for the mobile realm. And then eventually it just morphed 
yeah. through. Yeah, we we met uh, Mike Wasniewski from uh, from a team of coders called Hollow Labs. He was based in Montreal at the time, and uh, you know we just talked about we just sort of brainstormed a bunch of ideas, right? We showed John has many different art styles. I have tons of different genres of music that I'm into and 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 like enjoy making and some a lot of which could fit in a game context right right right. Um, but what we when he saw the floor kids thing uh he he was really interested in in seeing what he could do with that and that that was it you know we basically found a team of coders that was willing to take on the challenge of okay we have 10,000 frames of animation 16 individual moves per character you know, over a hundred, you know, uh, what do you call those? <laughs> the joke was uh, there's 10,000 frames of hand-drawn animation and 10 trillion lines of code to make <laughs> it all work, but not actually that many. Cause <laughs> but you wanted that, you know, when you're playing it, you want it to be fluid, so it connects certain top rock moves to certain power moves that, you know, John would have to draw. Oh, right, like... Because the the point was that in in dance or in this type of street dance culture where you know you, you can't be whack, so idle is a idle animation is a, is a thing in video games, right? Where like you run and you're back to idle, you jump, you're back to idle, you shoot, you're back to idle, or even Street Fighter, you like helicopter kick, you're back to idle. Yeah, but if you're a b-boy, you don't go back to idle. Idle, that's like a fail st state, yeah. right? That means you're not doing anything. Right, so right. So every move has to, by nature of the subject, of of like basically this concept of flowing. It has to go moves. to something else. Yeah, yeah so you're kind of in this flow state. You're always in this, whatever move you chose, you're in that move until you choose another and how do you How did you have to deal with that from a technical standpoint? You know, you're yeah. from 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 creating the characters and then working with the team to to make that you know continue that's a really interesting process for me to talk about it's basically a form of character design so character design can be you know how the character looks how they f what their vibe is the color ways and then the moves they have and also the personality in how they accomplish those moves because in you know in this in break it's it's basically you could take a move and twist it to make it your own. Yeah, you yeah. could you <laughs> give it a flavor, a style. And so many of these characters have the same fundamental movements, but they're performing them differently. Or some of them are performing moves that are like completely unique. Yeah, yeah. That like I wanted them to have a move that only they can do. And then maybe that'll inspire others to be like, hey, can I actually do that one? You know? And so basically the process started kind of organically it was just sort of like okay noogie's got this and this and this and then scribbles has this and it so you're just i'm just kind of animating the flavor of it and then gradually we had to like standardize okay we got this many categories of moves so we'll have this many moves within each category and i was always pushing for more moves <laughs> so we ended up with four moves in each of the four categories that's all good and uh, it, it, it kind of was a little bit of a, a patch selection where 
maybe I had three quarters of some character done, and then I had to like dig deep to figure out how to complete the move set for that character, or maybe other characters it would be, you know, just because I really want to animate this move, so I'm going to give it to them because it, you know, it completes the power set of something. So, yeah, I, I think you know we 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 all follow John's lead on this because he's the actual only. Le- b-boy dancer in the crew you know what i mean so he in a sense i think you know what i'm grasping what he's saying is that it it is kind of an act of you know real-time creation when you're making up your routine or you're freestyling you you know the moves you can do you're just linking them together and in that very moment so we wanted that experience for the player also that they're able to create you know, on the spot and, and link into different combos, some of which will get you more points than others or whatever. But um, that's the thing. Even, yes, technically every every character has 16 unique moves and over 100 different, you know, alternate paths and stuff like that. But it's not just about triggering all the moves. I don't think you could do that, but that's not actually the, the way you'll get the most of the game. I think the way you'll get the most of the game is, is when you actually learn those quirks like oh this character favors power moves or top rock moves so if i bring that into the combos all the time there's just going to be much more flavor in the animation and, and and so when we watch people play we can tell if someone's like actually gotten in that deep with the game that right. they're actually expressing themselves with that character and th- i think that's that's the that's the level that i, I think a lot of um I think a lot of people who, who might pick up, say, a, a dancing game or a rhythm game and say something like, oh, okay, you know, they're always being told exactly, okay, at this moment you have to hit this button, and if you don't, then you lose yeah. points. And that's not the point of this game. The game, the way this flows is a little more like, you know, Tony Hawk Pro Skater or something. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where y- you have, uh, you, know, you know, a repertoire of moves, but then it's, it's really up to you at the moment how you want to, yeah, you can learn like a, learn a collection of stuff to do at the same time, yeah. and uh, you know it, it's it's sort of your style. Exactly. I mean, it's the same thing with scratch DJing too. Like if if you if you listen to a DJ just has a bunch of different techniques and then just strings them together, that's one thing. Yeah. But then when you hear someone who actually who can do stuff on the fly, you know, fluently like ties them together and yeah. and, 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 and 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 creates that phrasing, that's where the the that's where it gets really interesting for me when I hear, you know, the same thing with, with, with breaking or when I'm watching. I think that's and like, DJing too, like yeah, you put exactly. your mindset in there also because we would always like riff on like, well, why this? Oh, because it's, yeah. you know, there was always like a reason. But I'll just put it back to um, part of the process was very much from my, from from my, I guess, artistic goal was to make it, uh, also a tool of expression, like an artistic expression for the user. So at the beginning of the development process, it was it was like we were making the controls, too, of just a dancing app, like yeah. controlling a dancer, whereas designing a game is a whole other level of discussion of, like, what's the goal and stuff. But to us, it was partly, like, what is the best feeling to control this character? And remember, we were on mobile first, so uh, we should also mention uh, Jody Allen, who's a B-girl feisty, who's in the the coding and game design sphere. 
So she was designing how the fingers would tap and swirl and circle, touch. And okay. it was like touch space that was the big part of it was like intuitiveness, how to have it tap your finger and have the character move. So when we when reporting to console from mobile, same discussions we had to come up with. How does this translate from touch to control? Yeah, speak more about how you've evolved from being a mobile game to where you're at now. I mean, <laughs> that's like a lot of stuff that I learned, which was not really in, even in my mind then, was like, okay, well, we're working on this mobile app that at the time, for me, my goal was maybe a little bit contrary to like the clear goals of a game. It was kind of a little bit like a journey type Tony Hawk exploration. Like, here's all this you can do. What are you going to do with it? Right. Yeah. Who? What character you pick? The, like, the kind of tagline of the game is like, find your style. <laughs> so like, give you all these different ways to play it. How would you play it? And different people might discover different things that they like. And a big part of that is the charm of like kind of just watching these, these kids do these incredible strong moves or dynamic. It's visually dynamic, it's colorful, it's attractive. So what would you do with it? And then when you, so when you have that with also like what is a game and a game kind of often is, maybe has a single goal or has a few very uh, specific goals. And if you were looking at mobile games back then, it was a lot of just fast tap stuff, just single tap and something happens and then yeah. you just do it a lot, right? And we were like the complete opposite to that. We were like, you could do all this stuff, but so then why do you do that? And that co question confused me because <laughs> of course I want to do it. Confused me. Never confused me. The answer is the funk. Yeah, I know, but like, <laughs> like, why would you do any of it? Yeah, I know, funk. but like putting it into a game is like, okay, how do yeah. we allot the points? How do we make it so it's about the points? So when we were having, you know, our little, our little like conference meetings with the coders and we were literally, you know, they were like, but explain to us why this, why you didn't, and, and sometimes it would just come to that. It's like, because it's funky. It feels <laughs> the, like let the funk, funky. Let it, the it, funk it, hit it. it. It just has more vibe, you know yeah. what I mean? And so these are very abstract concepts to... This is literally like some people that think, and, and, and no, no disrespect, but at, at at one point, like we had to start You're learning how to communicate stand. that it's a feeling thing, right? Like dances, scratching is, be one. It's like you, you gotta be in that moment, and you gotta, you gotta <laughs> like. You put that in the story too. You're like right between the ones and zeros, there is soul. Exactly. <laughs> but that's exactly it. There's like. True. That's great. True. We can bury ourselves in like in in lines of code and logic, but at the same time, it just it it still at the end has to feel free and alive. Right. You know right. I mean? And so. That was the trick. And and that was that was the main thing. For the most yeah. part, I think you know we, we tried a lot of things and even succeeded at a lot of things that didn't even make it into the final game. Right. So we did a lot of. We did a lot of, uh, like, kudos to the whole team for sticking with it. Um, it was, it was, it was a kind of like we developed a whole bunch of these things that either worked or felt right, and what would make it in and tie it all together. Uh, I think the craziest one was 
you uh, inventing the strobe, the strobe state. So one of the other aspects of this game and what we wanted was, of course, there's a basic way to play it, but there's also advanced ways and there's hidden ways that you can kind of like figure out or discover okay. that the game might not necessarily tell you, but now that we realize we have to tell you, <laughs> otherwise or, you won't find it. Like with anything, like whether you're, you're starting to learn a dance move or learn a scratch or something, first you just break it down into its components and just really figure out on a very fundamental level. And then after it becomes muscle memory or whatever, that's when it turns into, you know, a, a way to express or how you link it. It becomes, that fluency comes later and that expression might come later. And so embedded in the game code is the ability to do that do you know because we didn't want to make that type of game where like you exactly have to do this exactly because then it's just like military marching drum right, game right. or something like that and if you're fast great um that's that's not what this is about i think this is again trying to make it dynamic like when you watch um you know b-boys and b-girls in the cypher the ones that have that time, they'll break their routines up with like a really well-placed freeze and then into, you know, transition to this crazy power move out of, uh, uh, out of that freeze. Then in a way, when, when you do it in a way that's unexpected, but you know that physically that link can happen and they do it and it gets pulled off, that's when the actual crowd goes nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's, we, we want that feeling, you know, in the game. But what's even... Uh, more, I guess, inspiring to me is when I watch a certain uh, younger audience when they play the game, they actually start dancing. Yeah. Like, either <laughs> while they're playing, they'll just, like, their feet are just moving and it just really, they're just, everything about the game is so rhythmic and musical and engaging. The, the tracks, you know, the colors, yeah. that they'll, they'll pick the character, they have so much selection, they'll pick the character and they'll just connect with it and then and then after sometimes when they're really young after one play test they're on the ground trying, trying to, <laughs> not even trying they like know how to do it already. Right. they're like yeah i'm just this is <laughs> you know they're just so the, a lot of parents are kind of grabbing these little videos and sending them to us just be like look yeah. what you're look what is happening yeah, kind of talk more about like what what do you hope the you know kids get out of this game, and how do even adults all get out of this game? You know, what do you hope um the people that are playing these games will get out of it? Well, for adults who are too lazy to learn how to dance, well, here you go. You can go and <laughs> just live the dream. I mean, who doesn't want to relive the glory days that they didn't have as B-boys, B-girls, you know? So it's, well, I was I too mean, scared to go into the circle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's it's made for you too, you know? It's just, it's it's for me, washed up, <laughs> washed yeah. up, retired, washed. you know, uh, you reminiscing for the head. old days. And then for the, for, for little kids that maybe are, don't even know about it and it's now familiar to them. It doesn't mean they have to commit to, you know, become a b-boy b-girl for the life but then there's also these kids out there that are really dedicated to it and they're in they're nasty they're they're doing the moves 
that are already in the game and they're they're doing it for real. So then when they see the game, they're like, "Oh, I love this game." You know, it's so. Yeah, I mean, to me, the short answer is that we, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. It's the funk. It's fun and it's funky, but at the same time, <laughs> it's like it's it, people. You know, I, I think what John has created, what, what he's sort of drawn into the, everything, into the Flurkids universe, you know, the, whether it's the maps or the, the characters and how they move. And, you know, I, that was, he set the benchmark. I just had to try to live up to it with the music and the sound design to try to, like, the, you know, he pretty much created, like, this full, you know, the breadth of that universe that he created there, you know. Is, is a lot to explore. There's a lot to enjoy. There's a lot of, you know, inside jokes, even in the artwork in some of the venues that you might not pick up until, you know, the fifth time you played it and you realize, oh, there's a baby in the stroller at the grocery store who does this when you do this move. You know, little things like that that are kind of like these, you know, little experiential Easter eggs that we threw in there that cracked us up while we were <laughs> making the game, right? That that is just all in there. Um, yeah, not not because it's cert- not because it you know serves any gameplay purpose. Some of that design stuff is just for the fun of it. Right, right. You know, um, but there's there's we did you know have a lot of fun with that part of it too. You know, and and I think you know the, it's the same thing. Like the first time I saw John's animation of Noogie doing a six step, it was it was on pieces of paper he had done it you know as a flip book and and i was flipping through and i just couldn't stop flipping through it i was like this is just (laughs) ultimately just the most captivating thing i could pretty much just do this yeah and so 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 you know having that that feeling too built into the game is great you know this this really like funky hand-drawn sketchy style that he has but it's alive you know and and we tried to just make sure that it, it maintained that that feeling also throughout your career um throughout you know the kid koala career you've always mixed in a lot of multimedia with your dj and arts you know visuals or whatever how does this game sort of fit into the sort of you know legacy that you've already had you know well i think if you know it's funny you say multimedia and um i think humans are by nature multimedia creatures right um like even if you're a chef for instance it could be just about the flavor but it's also about the presentation and the color and the you know the plating yeah something the experience of where you are when you're eating this dish and how it's served and the music that's playing it's all you know because you could have the most delicious food in the worst environment with the rudest staff and it'll change like what (laughs) do you know what i mean (laughs) but i'm saying there's a sensitivity to, to other things it's not like this tunnel vision of oh we're just just concerned with just flavor taste buds and you know molecules hitting taste buds on your tongue yeah that's all we're concerned with like I don't believe most people operate or experience things that way. And so with floor kids, it's the same thing. It's like, yeah, you've got the you've got the, the craft of the drawing, and you got and it's but it's not just that, you know. There is a little rhythm game in the choruses that is a target kind of thing, which people actually, for the first time player, they actually 
really like that because sometimes the, the daunting verse sections of, of, of each round are a little too intimidating. Like, what? You mean I get to do whatever I want? What are, you know? And they go into some sort of anxiety until they start realizing that, <laughs> that it's going to be okay because the more they play, the more they're going to master you know, each character's uh, repertoire of moves. Um, but I think, yeah, all, all that stuff, like whether it's like John was saying, the color, the style, the music, how the beats hit, how the sounds work, you know, how you can level and do advanced versions of each move and all that discovery that's in there is part of it. I think that's, it's a multimedia thing. It's not, it, there's no way it would have worked if it was just like, okay, actually, you know, this is an eight bit game <laughs> and it's just, you know, this little school. Oh, maybe it would actually, that, 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 that game sounds pretty fun to me also. <laughs> I just wanted to answer with an answer about food. <laughs> you start about, but we, we had some fun with the flavor thing and the level with the grocery store yeah and this guy's analogies are always going back to food chefs ingredients like <laughs> well like, i think that's i think that's one of those things like i've been djing since i was 12 but um i've been eating food pretty much my whole life and i, I would say so. like a lot of people also but that's why i think it's a good baseline from which people can understand definitely yeah and and so here's the thing, you know, what's, what, sometimes how how to present this game? Yes, it's it's a bit of an outsider. It's a bit of a hybrid. It's not just a rhythm game. It's not just a freestyle game. It's not a it's not just a fighting game. Even though we have a battle mode, you know, um, but it's somewhere, you know, we took the parts that made sense to fit in this world that that John this animated world that John John had created again like falling back upon a lot of just the 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 rules of 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 b-boying and b-girl you know uh, culture and scratch culture and just trying to just apply that that kind of was our guiding light too still you know what I mean at the end was like it still has to maintain that 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 realism even though it's 2d and animated john 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 was super super um i mean he's i i was i was there we were all in the studio together like pulling crazy all-nighters during crunch time and he was there yeah animating you know i need another 40 frames to get from this one move to this other move in this one character just to link that because he said if you were to do that move from this freeze to this thing you wouldn't go back to your like he said idle state or middle and then thread through it he said there's a there's a faster way to do it and he would actually draw that and then he'd tell the coders that 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 that's what need the the code would have to find the most fluid way to do it you know? and then they'd be like yeah but i need that menu asset <laughs> And then Eric would be like, yeah, and I need that effects for the fire so I could do the music. And then uh, he'd be like, yeah, and then we need the story cut scenes. And then, uh, and then, you know, and then a mesh would be like, oh, I need the tutorial, like, Joyce Con spinning. <laughs> so I ended up doing a lot, like, in the crunch, crunch, crunch time, I ended up doing a lot of my animation stuff I wanted to animate really late at night. So during the day, I'd be just pumping out assets to, to what everyone needed, like, you know that was by crunch time, um, so it was it was, it was fun. 
that's at the end of the day, you know, despite it was several years in the making this game, um, but it was fun. We were learning a lot, and we still get a kick out of yeah, just like doing events like these, and having people just not knowing anything about the game or not actually some of them not even having any, you know, background knowledge or experience with b-boying or b-girling and or scratching or any of the uh, any of that um but side of it and then just having that be a little bit of a you know gateway into something else and, and yeah let's talk about that a little bit more like, like um, the, what's what are people like uh talk about sort of you know what people's expectations in regards to like hip-hop scratching b-boying and how, how you're able to like sort of you know you know educate them on that um, I mean, I, I don't, you know, it's, it's not an educational game, but if, if you pay, if you look closely, you'll see that a lot, it's, we did a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of love and reverence for that because it's what, you know. I'm trying to remember that feeling like the first time I heard scratching how it blew my mind and I knew first immediately it was like I need to learn more about this scene and that's pretty much we we want want that in there the excitement of it you know Yeah I I think that we definitely didn't set out to be some kind of like um to like we definitely didn't set out to be uh sort of an educational tool it was more like this is our muse like for me this is this is my muse or this is some kind of endless inspiration yeah you know i can and i just always thought it was the coolest thing that you know i could arrive in a in a new city and it would be very easy to just randomly accidentally meet some b-boys b-girls on the street or something, right, right. just practicing or, you know, cipher with them. I think that I'm much more, um, I'm much more connected with like practicing, you know, showing up to the practices and learning right. and, and elevating myself. And then I don't, I haven't, well, I mean, I've recently I've been doing a few little battles like one-on-ones and stuff just for fun, but, uh, I'm not really like a, on a serious level like that, but as a spectator, I love coming and watching because the competitors, they have their own style of movement. They have their name. They're getting their stuff out there. They have their art form. And it's basically like your local superheroes of, you know, music and hip-hop. They're like superheroes. They're, they've just got these unique special powers that they just keep honing. <laughs> yeah. And... When the moment comes, you re- you know they're gonna pull it out or or whatever it is, or you see how they've evolved. Um, yeah, basically, I guess we're we're setting up here. Yeah. With this floor, so I drew. We we brought a vinyl uh, floor mat because it's all carpet here for the yeah. listeners. Right. And then uh, before we came, I just sort of like did some little sketch marker tags of all these of all our characters. Looks dope. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and then I think we're just going to keep adding, like, just keep adding little drawings to this floor and have it, like, have a little bit of history as we go right. along. But I think what we're trying to do is be 
as inviting as we can to people who may not have given this kind of subculture a second look. Right, right. But then also in that way of being inviting, not, not like st- still staying true to what we experienced or what at least our memories were. Yeah, yeah. Because this, the scene has definitely evolved and it's like totally different. Now, I think it's like worldwide stage, big stage. And what I remember was like they would just break out in a club or in a spot in a tight, you know, small, (laughs) loud environment. And just you do these incredible things in a small amount of space or maybe outside on the concrete. And so anyways, that's just kind of just rambling. Yeah. And kind of like (laughs) what I um, asked him also, how do you feel like... um, Floor Kids fits into your life and career. Me, I think Floor Kids is one uh, one of my life's work. It's not the only, but yeah. it's what definitely represents um, just on a sheer volume of animation and decision making, frame by frame. Just every single one of these characters, like in a playable game, you know. Not just being in a clip of animation that you can watch, but meaning anytime you want to make this character do that move, they can go into it. And so, as far as as that, it's 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 yeah, it's def- definitely one of my life's work because it's coming from a real passion of mine right. that I still participate in, that I'm still trying to uh, elevate myself bit by bit, you know. Uh, and so in a way, maybe the animation was just this way of, for me to short circuit that and cheat a little bit (laughs) and do these moves that I, I can't do (laughs) still, you know? Right. Live vicariously through it. This is, this is just easier. I could just make it spin forever, you know? Right, right, right. It's funny. It's kind of funny too. Yeah, it is. Like I, I have fun when I draw these characters. So that's its own little kind of perk is that. It just so happens I get to draw my characters the way I want, make them move the way I want. You know, I get to draw them with clothing folds because in the animation world, often we simplify so much. We simplify to the point where the line work is expected to be a certain way, and I I just got to go loose and do my own thing. So, what do you uh, what do you see as the future for Floor Kids, and then what's the future for you? Future for Floor Kids is, for now, I think it's like climbing these different mountains. You reach, you reach a peak, and you just look out, and you see where the next way is. So right. right now, we're in you know, a bit of promo mode where, not full-time promo mode, but just where we can pop up, invite people, let everyone experience it, and just get the idea of what Floor Kids is out there to more people until we can find the next way forward, whether that is to expand the game, whether that is to make a sequel to the game, or whether it's that the brand of Floor Kids as an animation, music, interactive universe gets to continue in some other way, maybe in a more traditional like narrative like films or right right 
litter like books or print media like it can go anywhere it just the way that we operate is when the opportunity presents itself in the way if the opportunity is you know is fun or whatever how, how yeah where, wherever there's the best you know <laughs> late night food what were we talking about we're just Sorry. seeing what the, uh, the future of floor kids we're um Oh, how how? <laughs> yeah, rest like a cafe restaurant or something. Oh, we're gonna open a restaurant and the Florida Kids restaurant. We're just gonna yeah. But um, no um, how is it available now? It's it's available on all platforms: PS4, Xbox, Nintendo Switch, and Steam. Uh, for for download, it's an indie title, so you yeah. have to go to each of those respective uh online stores to download the game but it's it's available right and i always like to end my interviews with the same question and if you don't have an answer then it's it's fine but who is somebody that's been a part part of each of your lives or careers that i could realistically interview for my podcast that would have some good stories or lessons to talk about about video games about anything anything pop culture like whether it's a music artist any and I have, a, I have a, a variety of guests on my... I have comic book artists. I have music artists of different types, you know. Just, you know, anybody that's kind of a part of yeah, pop I culture. Mean, you, know, you, should, you should speak to my, my dude, Dan the Automator, if you haven't. You should. But, and, and just bring yeah. food into it, and it'll have plenty <laughs> to talk about also. I'm a big Dr. Octagon <laughs> fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So just t- say the question again. The, the um, just like, who's somebody that anyone else we could refer for his podcast? Yeah, who has been somebody that's been a part of your life or career that would um, like personally or in terms of like ins- being inspired by? Inspired by or personally, you know, that I could realistically interview that would um, you know have some good lessons or stories to talk about. Hmm. I always say realistically because I don't, I don't want you to be like you should interview Little Wayne. <laughs> you should interview uh, Keith Richards. I'm like, no, no, I can't. I'm, I can't do that. I would probably shout out some of my animation friends, my animation filmmaker friends. But I'm trying to think of who would be. I would say, you know, do you know a filmmaker uh, called Lillian Chan? She's a director. Sounds familiar, but yeah, inform. We kind of. uh, There's always good stories that come out of this question, also. (laughs) Well, we went, like, Eric knows Lil, too, and we're all, like, kind of in the same. uh, Lillian. Oh, yeah. So Eric scored Lillian's film at the National Film Board of Canada, and me and Lil, we, we. Went to the same art high school. We went to the same animation school. Okay. And she's in Toronto. I don't know if she's going to be here at, uh, but, you know, we could, she's probably got a lot of good stories and experiences on animation and, yeah. Yeah, and you should speak to my man Dave Lawrence from that movie FUBAR. He's, if you're up in Canada, he's based out of Calgary. Okay. He's a, he's a writer, director, actor, comedian. Um Always, always fun interview. And Money Mark, keyboard Money Mark. I don't okay. know if you're ever in L.A., hit him up. He's always up to something interesting. And Okay, before we get out of here, where can people go online to get more information about what you guys are doing and what um, about, and about Floor Kids? 
Uh, online, floorkids.com is our website. There's the Instagram, Floorkids Universe. Um, maybe go to Kickawall's Twitter <laughs> and his Instagram. <laughs> He's always posting stuff about that. That was my interview with Kid Koala and John John, recorded at this year's China Comic Arts Festival, TCAF. And all the information about where you can check out Floor Kids and where you can play it at are in the show notes for this episode at freshthepodcast.com. It was great talking with them, too. All right, thank you for listening. Goodbye and good night. Fresh, 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 fresh is the word.